Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Why, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Heart of Dating today. I'm your host, Kate Warman, and I want to just say this. I hope you had a stellar Labor Day weekend. You know, after Labor Day, I always go into go mode. I'm like, hit the ground running, Kate. Summer is over. Now it's time to do all the fun projects. But I got to admit, this year, it just feels a little different with COVID still going on. That's why I'm so thankful for community. And I'm continually amazed by our wonderful Heart of Dating community. If you're listening right now and you are not already involved in what we're doing in our community, come join us over on Instagram at at Heart of Dating and at Kate Ness, or join the party over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Heart of Dating, where we also have a private Facebook community with thousands of single and dating couples. All right, guys, one more thing. If you are single and listening right now, chances are you want to meet a stellar Christian human being, right? Well, let me tell you something. I hear women saying all the time, Kate, we're all the good Christian men. And then I hear guys saying, Kate, I always get friend zoned. What am I doing wrong? Now, while I know dating is frustrating, you guys, I got to say this. I also know there are ways to do dating better. And I know that God created amazing single Christian men and women. A few months ago, we launched Drop the Hanky Digital Dating, our dating platform, you guys. And now months later, after we first launched this, we are happy to report that we actually have a bunch of testimonials from couples that have been formed during this quarantine season. If you don't believe us, check out our Instagram for Emily and Roger's testimonial. They are adorable. Now, if you want to give it a shot, you can come and join what we're doing going to bit.ly forward slash drop the hanky. Also, if you are a single dude, I want to talk to you specifically right now. If you want to be connected to thousands of Christian single women, or if you know a single dude who should be connected to amazing Christian single women, I want to invite you to be a part of our Drop the Hanky digital dating program. Here's what one of the guys in our program had to say. Drop the Hanky challenged me to put myself out there knowing there would be some sort of response. It's 10,000 times better than a dating app. It gave me an opportunity to meet awesome women who love God. Now, you guys, we'd love to see more single men of all ages come and join in on what we are doing. If you're complaining about not meeting enough Christian single women, I'm telling you, there are some stellar Christian single women in this platform. What do you have to lose? I even do a coaching session to help the guys out and really get yourselves out there in the best way possible. If you're interested, go ahead and visit bit.ly forward slash drop the hanky or to nominate a single dude that you may know, go to bit.ly forward slash single dude. Okay, friends, speaking of dating online, our conversation today is all about this phenomenal topic. Now, I get so many eye rolls when I bring up online dating, which makes me sad because you guys should know that 35% of people meet online these days. That is true fact, y'all. And compare it to 1.66% of people meet in the church. Yes, you heard me right. 35% of people versus 1.66% of people meet online compared to the church. 
So today, I had a fun and super fiery conversation with my friend, Gabrielle Ruiz, about are there any good Christians online? We talk about it today. Gabrielle Ruiz is an American actress, philanthropist, producer, activist, and champion for the arts. She is known for the CW's critically acclaimed comedy, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, where she received rave reviews as Valencia Perez. Her most recent project is What Are Friends For podcast, where she produces and co-hosts. You can also catch her on Modern Family, Better Things, Alone Together, Orange is the New Black, Sesame Street, Law & Order, SVU, and The Filth. She performed on Broadway in If Then with Adina Menzel, Evita with Ricky Martin, In the Heights with Lin-Manuel Miranda, and in the first national tour of A Chorus Line as Diana Morales. Gabrielle hails from Edinburgh, Texas, known locally as the Rio Grande Valley, where she produces many musical theater projects and workshops for the public school educational systems. Gabrielle has addressed members of Congress in support of Arts Education Week and has been the keynote speaker for the human rights campaign San Diego Gala. And she has hosted many fundraisers for nonprofit organizations, most of which focus on art education and dance. She continues to mentor and choreograph in New York and Los Angeles in addition to producing two podcasts, Glinda Post Sermon and What Are Friends For. Today, you guys, Gabrielle talks about her dating journey of dating non-Christians until one day she realized that she just couldn't sacrifice her Christian faith anymore. She ended up switching up her priorities and putting her faith at the top of the list. She then got online and after a bit of time, she met her now husband, Philip. We talk about what you put on your profile and how this can be an actual representation of you and how to not be misleading. We talk about how to be open-minded to first physical impressions and how to focus on character on something so digital as online. And we talk about how women can also make the first move, aka drop the hanky. Gabrielle and I had so much fun laughing in this conversation and talking super real and candidly about online dating. And I got to be honest, you're going to just love it. So without further ado, my combo with Gabrielle Ruiz. Oh my gosh, I am so excited today. Gabrielle Ruiz, welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast, girl. Kate, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) Thank you for being on, even though it is smoldering hot outside, as we were just saying a few seconds ago. (laughs) We are making it work. (laughs) We are making it work, and I'm so over feeling like I'm living in an oven, but we'll do our best. We're just going to do our best and think cool thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Think nice and cool thoughts as I have the air breezing through my apartment. You know, the best part of doing virtual interviews is like we don't, we can kind of wear whatever we want, you know? So like, you know. I could just be in like my pajamas right now, my coolest pajamas. You have no idea. (laughs) No. And you don't need to know, which is fine. I mean, I had a terrible sleep last night because it was so doggone hot that and even the cat was not having it. And we all just were awake and just stirring and whatever. And we barely had anything on. My husband and I were just like laying in X formation on top of our bed. That's exactly it, girl. A few summers ago, I basically a year and a half ago, I begged my landlord to give us air conditioning, even though we're in a very old building. But it was because the summer before that in LA was so blistering that I Mm -hmm. would like wear the most minimal clothing as I possibly could and sleep literally underneath my fan, not even like the regular... (laughs) 
time. Like yeah. I would sleep as much under the fan as I could without anything on me and just like lay there, like please with like, no, uh, totally. you know, and then get hot washcloths. I saw, I like saw something online, like put washcloths in the freezer and then put them all over your body at night. Yeah. Put Whatever them on the cat. You I did that to, to the do. cat and the oh. dog last night. 100%. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. They have fur. I don't know how they survive. <laughs> well, girl, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. And we, I already know, are going to just have such a fun conversation and get really real about some things that I think a lot of people are dealing with, especially right now in the season. So you ready to get real? Are you ready to get I'm ready it? to get real because I think that's the best way to be. Because <laughs> as a friend, I'm a friend to a lot of people and I'm like that real friend with people. Like mm-hmm. I don't call, you don't call me to chit chat. Okay. <laughs> you call me to ask me like, what do you think? And I usually say, do you want me to listen or do you want my advice? And when you, when you, when you choose the advice one, like we get real. Oh, I love that you asked that though. I've had to learn that you, you have to kind of ask that because Mm -hmm. we assume what people want and I'm like, (laughs) Oh, they're telling me because they want my advice. You know, they, Nope. (laughs) They want me to give them the five-step process. Well, okay. Enneagram three, put that hat on. I can give them the five-step process. And they're like, I just wanted you to listen because I wanted to vent and have a hug, you know? Or they just never ask you again what you think. They never come to you ever again. You're like, huh, that changed. (laughs) I love that you asked that. It is so good. Do you want me to just listen or do you want my advice? Okay. Because when you say, when you think about it and then you say, I want your advice and they choose (laughs) <laughs> to get real with me. That's their choice. It's not mine. And yeah. I and I said, you don't have to take it or not, but I'm going to tell you exactly what I think you should know. <laughs> <laughs> the very real deal. I love that you are a friend that does that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're welcome. Girl, so for people who don't know who you are, will you just explain who you are, what you're passionate about, what you do? Yeah. So I am an actress, philanthropist. I'm an activist. I you might know me as a as an actor on the CW's Crazy Ex Girlfriend, yes. where I played Valencia Perez, <laughs> and uh, so such a wonderful time in my life. And uh, right now, I am producing and co-hosting my own podcast. It's called What Are Friends For, and it's about platonic relationships. So I'm glad I can kind of talk about. Um, non-platonic relationships in the heart of dating because we really like dig into you know how friendships work how friendships don't work how you grow out of them and whatnot and it's been really really great season two yeah I love that what are friends for we need friendships and relationships are the core of what we are created for and I've said this in other podcasts like God really God if he didn't love or want relationships he would have just made Adam been like cool or made a bunch of humans that all were (laughs) on like their own individual islands you know Mm -hmm. but the point is he created Eve because he's like oh not good for man to be alone like we need relationships we need intimacy and whether it's romantic or just with family with friends with coworkers, like we need that I don't know the statistic I heard someone say this recently but like if we don't have physical contact we we will eventually die because that's really terrible but we because we need that we need that with people yeah or we'll become like Tom Hanks and <laughs> just start talking to a volleyball. But, you know, I mean, me talking to my AC unit is you know, not a terrible relationship right now in the hot sweltering summer of LA. But um, it's, I do think it's important to figure out what's not working, figuring out what is working and also humbling yourself to change, yeah. not 
people around you, but yourself. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about that today as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, I do want to talk just for a second about your amazing role as Valencia because <laughs> it is so good. It's so funny. And last night we were texting and I think one of my favorite songs ever that you guys did was the Let's Generalize About Men song, okay? Because I literally could not scream that from the rooftop more because Gabrielle, <laughs> like no matter what, no matter how many times I say it, there are so many women who are like, all guys are like this. You know, I had one oh, bad yeah. guy and every guy is now like that, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You just basically throw everyone else under the bus because it really hurts to feel. It really, really hurts. It really hurts to hurt. And it's understandable that you go through a phase of hating men. Trust me, I I also thrive in those seasons for myself too, but when it's over, it's over to try again and to look again and see uh, how you cannot, how you can try to like not recreate the habits that kind of hit you, hit you on that dead end. But the generalize about men song, if anybody wants to see it, you can see a crazy X on Netflix uh, or just watch all the songs on YouTube. And basically it's just like, let's just have Rosé and hate men. They're all terrible. Man, but what about gay men? Oh no, they're great. Yeah. Gay men, you know, just like, and and just like completely sign that off because there's some gay friends of mine that sometimes are so sassy, you know what I mean? Like they're not just like the all flowers and butterflies here. So my favorite thing about, you know, Crazy X is just parody upon parody, making fun of what people do in real life. Oh my gosh. And sometimes it's painful watching the main character. I'm like, I know know. so many of us have done this, but I'm like, no, girl, just please just stop. No, please. No, don't do that. Guilty. (laughs) Guilty of the car wreck. (laughs) It's like, no way. You just really did stalk. And then you really did show up there. Why? Oh no. Don't set your notifications like that. It's just, (laughs) but if we're real, sometimes we go to those extremes. That's why I think it's so terrible. I'm like, I can so relate to some of this because I have also been that person and it, it that is mm-hmm. tough you know <laughs> I agree but I um agree. yeah you you guys just do such a good job on that show and my roommate, roommate and I love it and then my roommate's actual sister is obsessed with you guys and you and I <gasps> talked about that before I think yeah she, I love it she has literally watched the show five times through so shout out to Elizabeth if she's listening right now hey and- Elizabeth thanks so much for loving crazy x <laughs> I love it thanks for watching it over and over and over our fans are small and mighty and I say small only because Because, you know, like we were only four seasons. They wanted it that way. The creators of the show. And, you know, we Rachel Bloom, the one of the creators, like funded her own tour for the fans. Wow. And uh, she just knew how important that was for everybody. Wow. So glad I got to do that. That is amazing. I can't even imagine because as I've watched some of the show, I'm like, it's this is a lot. Like every episode's like a little Broadway performance happening, you oh, know? Yeah. And that's a lot of production. Uh will you just give a little context there so people know what we're talking about if they've never seen the show? <laughs> Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is not PG thirteen. It might be. There's there are some adult uh com- there's adult um topics and conversations. It's it's a really beautiful love lang- uh, love song to mental health and mental awareness. Um this girl named Rebecca Bunch, she she reconnects with her ex-boyfriend in New York where she's miserable. And he's like, oh, I live in California now. It's so much fun. And she's like, if you're having such a wonderful time, maybe I'll move to California. So she just moves <laughs> across. And oh kind of like if anybody's familiar with Ally McBeal, the show where all those hallucinations happen in, in the show, 
the hallucinations and the internal monologue of a person in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is through song and dance. So it was really fun. I'm a Broadway veteran myself um, from New York and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend brought me to Los Angeles. And it was so much fun to be able to bring those skills to have a really quick turnaround of, of creating the music, learning the music, putting the dance on and, you know, finishing that product, at least four songs per episode. And Rachel Bloom and Aline Brush McKenna really made a beautiful love song, like I said, to mental awareness. It's really, it's really, really amazing. And, and, and also what love really is. And do you love because of the person or do you love because you love yourself first? And um, I do recommend people watching it. Um, before you share it with your kids, watch it first. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yes, uh, But it's, you know, I, I love Rachel's content in that way. She gets really real about women's health. She gets really real about relationships and I was so happy to be a part of it. Yeah, it is so beautiful because I think to your point, like what I've been recognizing is like it, there's so many meanings throughout the show and it's also mm-hmm. so entertaining. Like it's fun and funny and like you said, a parody in so many ways where I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, this is hysterical. Uh, yeah. But also like the lessons that are coming out through it. Uh, and so such an incredible show. I love your character and love like the development of your character throughout the seasons. But anyway, girl, so I do want to go to the one thing we were saying earlier. So actually the let's generalize about men song. I kind of wanted to tie that into something else and what we're going to be going into today because while I hear a lot of people saying like, oh, all guys are this way, something else I also hear, or guys saying it too, all girls are this way. Something else I mainly hear is when it comes to online dating, almost everyone, not everyone, but lots of people say to me, especially as Christians, online dating sucks. No online dating works. It's just not a way as a Christian, I'm ever going to find someone. And let's generalize about online dating. And the reason is, right, they got online, they had one, two, three, maybe a handful of bad experiences. And now they're like, all online dating sucks. And every Mm -hmm. guy or girl on there is this way, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, mm -hmm. no, you put that on everyone else. You, You project that upon someone you've never met. Yes, a hundred percent. So I, and I really do feel like there has been an epidemic of people and I especially see it as Christians who are just like, this is not necessarily God's way. I'm not going to go online. And I hate, I don't want to make fun of the people because I know that's a real fear. And like some people really have stuck with that for the years, but I, because we are in this pandemic season still, you know, we don't know when it's going to end. I think honestly, with where we're at today, more people are considering it as an option for them since they can't meet people out and about. So some people are being more open to like challenging those mindsets and being like, okay, maybe I will get online. What does that look like? You know what I mean? Uh, So with that, I want to transition to like some of your story because part of your story includes getting online. And so you are now married to your amazing hubby, Philip. Tell us a little bit about even before you met him, like what your dating journey was like and how you dated before you got online. Absolutely. I am a reborn Christian, um, grew up in a non-denominational live God loud banners, running around, screaming and shouting, hallelujah <laughs> church yes. and not a mega church, but just like a big church in South Texas. And I uh, was part of the youth group. And, you know, we just really had God in our lives really at a really young age, uh, my sister and I, and we were good kids. And I say that because like, I still figure, I still, even in my adulthood, like tried going to a club in college. And I was like, this is so not my jam. Like, I'm just a good kid. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Even despite like in, in my college years, I would say I, I walked away from the deep end Christian 
uh, relationship I had because I felt like it was um, given to me and I, and I had a really great experience with it. And I really felt like in my heart, I, I knew that Jesus is the way. And I still wanted to grow a little bit, especially as an artist and a dancer in college. And just like, I think 18 to 22, if anyone went to college, they know that they change a lot in those four years Yeah, or they've experienced that. Um, (laughs) Even if not in college, 18 to 22, like you are a completely different person. When I was in New York, right out of college, um, I was dating people that I really, really had a good connection with um, in a very different spiritual way, not because that man was a Christian man. And I was okay with that. And I wanted to know what that was. And I wanted to explore what that was. And I always, <laughs> I'm like a serial monogamist is what I call myself. So like I would do like a three-year relationship and then have like a six month, let's generalize about men, date everybody who cares. And yes. then like get back into a long, deep, you know, you know, deep rooted, passionate, you're the one kind of, you know, let's get, you know, I, my, my, my best friend just told me recently on my podcast, when she was a guest on my podcast, she was like, you were just always ready to marry. And I've always said that I was like, I'm just the marrying kind. Some people aren't. And like, I, it, and when I would break up with the, the long-term relationships, they were never, I, and I'm grateful that they were never about cheating. They were not about, you know, angry or mean or malicious because those exist as well, but they were, they were because I wanted to get married. And when we had that conversation right before we would break up, it was so adult, Kate. (laughs) He was like, the two people that I, that I broke up with before I met Philip, they were like, well, I don't. And why do you? And I was like, because I want to, I think it's a wonderful traditional journey to not only civic, you know, on a civil matter, but also on a, on a Christian spiritual manner to yoke yourself with somebody in this life. And they, I'm not kidding, Kate, those two people both said, and they're not friends. Okay. Like they both said, I can't do the Christian thing for you. Wow. Wow. And you think Kate, like as the Christians, as I raise my hand right now, recording this, the Bible beaters is what they, you know, would be assumed as we are, you know, the goat, you know, especially me, like, you know, live God loud, you know, God is great. I, you know, I just grew up in a very like fun, energetic Christian lifestyle. I didn't ask them for that. Yeah. I didn't put that first. I was okay with that. And then I was willing to compromise. And I, I'm not kidding. There was a moment where I just in my spirit and in my like consciousness, I was like, I'm going to compromise. And I told them, I was like, well, what if that wasn't a thing? Like, what if I just was Christian and we just have a quote, spiritual uh, education for our children? And they were like, no, it's too much. It's like, you're a Christian. You're not spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, what? (laughs) Excuse me. And like, you can take that offensively. You can take that heartbreakingly. Um, or you can take that like as an aha moment where Mm. people see God's light in you Mm. and you don't even know it. Yeah. Wow. That's a good thing. (laughs) You know, because like, even if I wasn't, I mean, I did Broadway in New York, so like I couldn't even go to Sunday service because I was an understudy for Broadway shows and I was just checking my phone at 11 AM seeing if I was on. And and I don't know about you and and your New York experience, but like church is hard in New York. Oh my gosh. And like (laughs) physically 
difficult to do, to accomplish mm-hmm. in like the hustle and bustle of New York. And all the weekend shutdowns of the subway. And I'm like, okay, oh. it's going to now take me an hour and a half just to get there. All right. That's, a, that's its oh own goodness. episode for yeah, your podcast. Right? Cause it's like, and then you're hungry right <laughs> afterwards. It's like horse and buggy to get to church and on a Sunday <laughs> in New York city, like it just takes Seriously, too long yes. and you're just hungry. Oh my God. Hangry and me are yes. like that. If that's an Enneagram, just hangry. I will take that number. <laughs> and so with those two breakups, mm-hmm. I had a very, very like come to Jesus moment. And it was like, oh, even if I'm not, you know, active in my schedule as a Christian and I try to make service when I can and it's not my forefront um, in my career to, you know, to promote that part of my life. I am a Christian. God chose me. So to put that first in my relationships, the next person I date However, Kate, I'll tell you this. I always got at, I always got in my own way. I was a flirt. I love the show ponies is what we call it in the theater world where it's just like, you know, the tall, dark and handsome leading man. That's oh the guys gosh. I dated. Oh, <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, of course. And there are some Christian show, you know, some <laughs> some Christian folk out there that are men and they're leading players. But like for me, like I just I couldn't like babysit their emotions too much. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> and they're just really needy. There's and a so lot under I, that. So. There's a lot under that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's a lot under that. And um, so when I was invited to um, a, in January of like 2016, no, 2014 or whatever, I was invited to go to a house party mm-hmm. and I walked in I didn't know anybody until the guy that opened the door I went to college with. And I call it like incestuous dating where you just see the same circles over and over. Oh and like gosh. the theater, New York crowd, I had dated two guys in that in that business and I was just over it. And I just told myself, I was like, I got to change it up. <laughs> yep. Got to change also, it up. <laughs> also, I hate going to bars and looking and doing like the googly eye in the bar. You know, yeah. and like, oh, like is he going to come talk to me? I am so full of it. I am such a flirt. But if he comes up to me, I say nothing and I totally block that energy. <laughs> I don't know if you do that. No, no, no. It's totally a thing. It's like, I'm so good. But then all of a sudden in that situation, it's like, oh, what? You wanted to Please don't come over here. Yeah. Please don't come over here. I'm doing my own thing. I'm good. (laughs) I'm just so full of it. And I also like, even like at salsa clubs, I was in the Heights. So a lot of us would go salsa dancing after the show. And like the guy comes up to you and like offers your hand. And I'm just like, so full of it. I'm like, no, thank you. Like, who is this person? You are no fun. Again, I'm a, you know, a boring, good kid. So I figured getting out of my own way and literally having that block of a screen to protect myself, to get my, not get myself in the same routine of finding a really great person, a spiritual person, maybe. And they were the one that saw the light of my Christianity in me and did not want to compromise. They didn't want to compromise while I was. And so I thought I'm going to get on line. Because I know so many people in my circles, whether near or far of the circle that have gotten married on Jew date, have gotten J date, have gotten married on Christian Mingle, eHarmony, Match.com, nowadays like Tinder, you know what I mean? Like there's so many, there's so many different kinds of online datings now before, like I, I was on the online scene with Match, eHarmony and Christian Mingle being like the top three. Right, right. So I got on 
online. You got online. What I love about that is when I'm talking to women who are like, it's the same for me. Dating is the same. It keeps being the same. Well, what I always like to say is like, well, the definition of the insanity cycle is doing it over the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. And so if you are going, and this is like wherever your community is, if you were just at your same community, same group of friends, same people you're seeing all the time and nothing's happening there, but you're sitting there saying, well, but I'm still single and oh my gosh, this sucks. Well, maybe it's because you're doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So you have to change it up. And an awesome way to change it up is online. You know, it's like, it's, it's a way bigger net of people. And that's always what I'm like, you know, like what a gift back in the day, like you really, the, you met and like you lived in the same town for your whole life. You met someone on your block and you married that person, you know, it's like that is all you got. Like, but like, yeah, we got options, you know, and that's kind of exciting that we can expand our net that I don't necessarily just want to think about my hometown and marrying someone from my hometown. I'm like, whoa, like that's, whoa, you know, I haven't changed so much since then. And I, as an actor, am auditioning all the time. And a lot of people don't continue. They discontinue that pursuit because it's a lot of no's, you know, it's a lot of no's before that one yes. And you forget all of that hard work that it took to get to there. And so when you, as an actor, when I go into an audition room, it's like, here's the best version of what I think this material is, take it or leave it, right? And there's power in that to, when it comes to online dating, when I started it, because I decided to not be a flirt for the first time in my life. And then you put that first and cast and, you know, as like almost like a producer mindset that was a little, that was the most objective I'd ever been to see like, what are these people's credentials and what, how do they align with mine? Yeah. I I love that you're saying that because I mean, truly what I share with people when they're like, okay, Kate, if I'm going to get online, like, how do I do this? Like, how do I create my profile? What do I look like and look for in someone else's? I'm like, well, first of all, like there is a level to, we have to present ourselves in a, like a way that really accurately expresses our values and a, you know, and you want to look for someone who's also doing the same. It's like, if you go into an interview for a job, like you're going to put like the best things possible on your resume, you know, cause this is like your one shot, right? <laughs> it's like, here's my resume. That's all they're seeing. And you want to put as much in that sounds good about what's happened to you. (laughs) And there's also, you know, if you do get the job, whether it's artistic or not, I think it's relatable that if you put something that's a little like, you know, pushed, uh, exaggerated, and they ask you to do that, you're like, oh my God, can I actually do that? I don't think I can. And like, I've, I've put that on resumes before where you're like, can you, can you do like a headstand? I'm like, yeah. And then like, I do it in the audition room and like, I pull a muscle. Okay. Cause like, I actually can't. That happened on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, like my final callback, because the first number for Valencia is like a yoga number. Oh, that's right. Do you do do yoga? And I'm like, yeah, which I don't. And I just literally took like a crash course on yoga classes and like Bollywood style dancing. And I I like, you know, you got to you got to make sure what you put out there is honest and with an with an honest heart and an honest soul and an honest like spirit that does attract the right person for you should you choose to approach online dating. And I appreciated that. Mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is so important. It's like, put yourself, like, yes, you want to spend time being careful and like putting 
something on there that does represent you well in both ways. Like you want to put good things on there, like things that are from the heart, from the soul, like actually good photos of you that are recent, not photos from like 10 years ago, everyone, or five years ago. <laughs> it's okay. Just like, be like you yourself. just have to use recent photos. But also to not, again, I mean, that's actually a thing. Putting an old photo from like years ago, that's mm-hmm. not being real about where you are right now. Okay. It's, it's like, and it's a, it, yeah, it's a waste of people's time and yours. Oh, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be happy in the flip side if the person who you're looking at their profile, like they put all these old photos of themselves and then turns out they're 10 years older than that and don't look anything like their photos. You'd be like, um, I feel deceived, you know? And, if, and the, yeah, the deception is is a real thing. It's a disappointing thing. But also like you, I just want everyone that's listening to this that has been struggling with even approaching or trying online dating, not thinking that you're enough. You are. You as a human being, you as a Christian soul, that is enough. And you will, even if it doesn't work out online, when you put that first and you command that from the other person when you date, those no's will be worth it to find the yes. Girl. Do you just want to end the episode there? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> mic drop. I'm like silence. Like, what? It's just, what? And it's not. And so when we talk about the photos, it's not about like being pretty and now I'm fat. Now I'm ugly. Now my hair is right. brown. It used to be no. great and blonde pre-pandemic. I can't see my hairstylist. Get rid of that. That is all material. That is all what the yes. world tells you should be important because that Christian man, if you're looking for that Christian man as you as a Christian, especially with this podcast, put your heart and your soul and your spirit first, because that is what you want to yoke yourself to when you go through the tornado of life. And I told the last guy that I dated, I was like, I don't need to do, to be in like duet shows with you on Broadway. That's not a marriage to me. I'm finally realizing that because who's a show pony, everyone. (laughs) And I said, I want to hold someone's hand with the tornado of the world surrounding ourselves. And we get through it together with God's help. Yes. That's what I need to find. And I needed to get out of my own way and put a screener of online dating. (laughs) And I tried that. And girl, uh, just so you know, I struck out twice before I got on match. I was eHarmony first, Christian mingle, and then match. (laughs) It wasn't like I found Philip right away, y'all. Yeah. You still went through the process, which is the thing is like, we need the endurance to say like, Hey, just because you pray about it, you're open to it and you get online. It doesn't mean like the first week you're going to meet your guy. And I think it's great. I've heard stories of people who are like, I got on the first person I matched with ended (laughs) up being my husband. And I'm like, amazing for you. Like truly that's wonderful. (laughs) But like for the 99.9% of the rest of us, it's not going to be that way. You know? Oh my gosh. We're like picturing this epic meet cute moment, like in the holiday, how he describes that where we're like, oh my gosh. And then he's going to spot me at the grocery store and the clouds will part and like the heavens will appear and I will hear this voice and a dove will fly. And then I will just know that this is my person. And Uh like, it doesn't always happen that way, everyone. Uh -uh. No, which I do know a girl, my, one of my best friends from high school did meet her boy, her husband now, um, at the grocery store, Oh, but there's hope for you online, you know, pursuers that are looking for people that I hear now in pandemic, the grocery store is the place for your first date because it's six feet distance. You got to both get groceries. And I've been hearing that that's where people are meeting up for the first time instead of a restaurant. Isn't that amazing? That's honestly cute. (laughs) I think it would be so cute is to take that to like a farmer's market. It's like, oh, I'll meet you at the local farmer's market. (laughs) Oh, okay. And and another spoiler, y'all. 
you know, if you're a guy listening to this or you're a woman that, you know, is a big believer in like splitting the bill, you don't have to because you're getting online on a video chat first and you're not going to a restaurant and spending all that money. Right. I think it's great. <laughs> I honest, And I, what I also think is so great about doing online and getting on a video call first is that it also like can be 30 minutes. If you go on a date with someone, you're there for like 90 minutes and you may in the first 30 minutes realize like this is not this is not going to be for me or I don't really want to be here for a whole another hour. But on a video call, you're like, oh, I have to go, you know, like I, I got to go. I have something else going on and you are at your home. All you got to do is end the call and poof, you're on to the next thing. Right. And so there is like an actual beauty to this. Not that. And I want to be careful to say, like, obviously, we want to keep an open mind and don't just eliminate people just because you know, they had spinach in their tooth or whatever. Um, but like, but I think there's a beauty to online that it does give you more options. It does expand your net. And if you're not finding people in your exact sphere, this is a way you can meet people. Hey guys, quick break today in our wonderful episode because I have something really exciting to share with you that I've been looking forward to tell you about for a while now. So raise your hand if this year has not turned out how you thought it would. So for me personally, one of the biggest invitations I felt from God in this time is to just truly surrender and trust in the process. It's basically the only thing I felt like I can do when everything else has felt like such a chaotic storm outside. But here's also what I've realized. I'm pretty good at surrendering and trusting when I feel like I'm in control. (laughs) That's not really surrender and trust, is it? But if there's anything I've learned this year is that I am just not in control, especially of so much that is going on in our world. This is why I'm so grateful for my friend Stephanie Mae Wilson and her heart to create content to help walk individuals into a place of God's presence with trust. She's been working on something just so great, you guys, that I finally get to share with you today. It's her new book, The Between Places, 100 Days to Trusting God When You Don't Know What's Next. And it's perfect for any woman who is navigating any sort of uncertainty about her future. It's for the woman who is single and wondering if she's ever going to find her person. And it's for the woman who's dating someone and wondering, is this person really my guy? It's for the woman who has worked in the same career for several years now, which has led her to be unsure of what she wants to really do for the rest of her life. It's also for the woman who's just feeling the weight of uncertainty in this season of life we're in now. Maybe you're weary or lonely or confused, feeling like the whole world has turned upside down this year, taking your plans and any sense of security right alongside with it. It's a prayer journal for seasons of waiting and uncertainty, times of transition and making big decisions to help you trust God with your future. The Between Places is officially out now, and you can pick up your very own copy by visiting smaywilsonshop.com. And guess what, friends? Stephanie created a special promo code just for the listeners of Heart of Dating because she loves us just that much. If you use code HOD, you'll get 15% off your copy of The Between Places. I actually just got my copy last week and I got so excited. It is the most gorgeous thing to look at, both on the outside and on the inside. The content is so rich and I just got to be honest, nice looking things make me feel that much more excited to open it and actually use it. If you're in what feels like a between place, making big decisions, dealing with uncertainty, I want to encourage you to pick up your copy of this beautiful new prayer journal by going to smaywilsonshop.com and using promo code HOD for 15% off. 
So I want to talk about how you met Philip because when you told me this story, I was just like, this is awesome because now you're going in, you're like, okay, did eHarmony, did Christian Mingle, getting on match. You're being real about what you put on your profile with your values, right? Yeah. Tell me, tell me what happened. How did you meet him? So on match, you can be as specific or general as you want with what you are, who you are. And there's one column of like, from do you, what kind of pets do you like to, do you like outdoor sports? And then there's also what is your, um, your spirituality? What is, what is your faith? And also like, what's your favorite color? Like it just, it runs the gamut on match. But the second column that's next to your preference of your description are your preferences. So if anybody's looking at your, I mean, this was in 2014, I'm sorry if it's different now, but you know, what I liked about it back in the day when I did it was I said what I, I, I described my man that I wanted. And I was for the first time in my life, very specific, especially with spirituality, because I always dated people that were quote spiritual, not Christian. And I realized that had to change. And I, I re I re prioritized, put that in the front and the first, because that, that to me was like, I already talked about um, recently, like the life non-negotiable, not just like the fun non-negotiables. What I put there was like, you have to be a Christian. So when I saw other men's profiles, if they had no pref, if they were Christian for themselves, and for their own description. And if they, on their preferences on the woman that they wanted to be with was no preference or spiritual, not Christian pass. doesn't matter how cute you are. doesn't matter what your career is. doesn't matter where you're located. None of that. I would not allow myself to negotiate that for the first time in my life. And I don't think I could have done that in person mm. meeting yeah. someone you have chemistry. I mean, it just didn't you're happen. like, okay, the, the flirtatious yeah. vibes start coming and you're like, Okay, maybe I can be open. You know? yeah, the, yes, exactly. The things in common, which were wonderful relationships. I'm so glad I learned a lot through them. But this was go time for me. And I I made sure that they had in their preferences of a woman that she was a Christian. And so that was a lot of it was a it was a different kind of pool. And when I saw Philip's profile, which was like devious underscore some sort sort of numbers. Okay, first of all. <laughs> That does not attract me at all. Yeah, Whatever. the profile name. Wait, what? <laughs> what kind of profile name is that? <laughs> oh my and for the record, he's not devious. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. What is the? Also, can you choose your own screen name? This is taking me back to AIM when yes. I was like Pretty in Pink seven one seven or something. Yes, you know? oh Pretty in Pink. Yes, I am Gabby Four. Was mine the number four? <laughs> And like I did, like un, you know, little B, capital B, capital oh, Y. Like I just, of you course. know, yes, the alternating letters. So ninety nine, honey. And so you can do like you can have your fun again as an adult with. Well, again, I, my timestamp is like 2015, 2014. and um, <laughs> I saw I am devious underscore number number number. First, like again, strike. There's no way. <laughs> That even in any way attracts me. And then I saw his profile picture and it's like this tundra snow forest photo and this itty bitty little person on a quad, which is like those snow uh, four wheeler things and like full on winter garb. It's all black. He's wearing like black hoodie, black sunglasses, black, like army apocalyptic snow coat, black shoes, black pants, and then black quad. And a little, little person. And I remember looking at him is like, what is this? This is like <laughs> the silliest, least 
like appealing. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to click on it just to have a good time. Kate, that was Philip's profile. And so never again, me, the flirt of the, you know, the visual flirt of, you know, on, you know, person in person dating probably would never have given Philip a chance. I went on his profile just to like by myself in my kitchen to make fun of it. Like, oh, this is not the guy. I can't wait to see what else do we got. And so I just remember just based on photo alone and profile name alone, materials, right? Materialistic things. Then I'm scanning through his preferences as Christian woman. Great. At least we have that going for him. And then in the middle of his profile description, first of all, it was very unapologetic, which I was a check for me. I liked that. And then in the middle of his profile description, bio said, and trust me, if you're not a Christian, do not bother messaging me. It's just not going to work. Believe me. Yes. Please do not message me. And I was like, (gasps) message. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wait a second. Maybe I can deal with the devious underscore number, number, number. I'll ask that question. I'll just like see what, what's going on with that. Yeah. We'll just and we'll then, check like, in on that. It's a little yellow flag. That could be, that could be fine. <laughs> and so like his second photo was in a tux. I was like, oh, he's handsome in a tux. Okay. And then another one was with a bunch of like women that I found out were his sisters and his mother. And <laughs> like on a boat. It's so and funny. Then, Guys <laughs> posting photos with all the women were like, is this your girlfriend? Like, was this your ex-girlfriend? Like, that's always our first question. We're like, who are these ladies? <laughs> yeah, his four sisters and his mom and probably Margaret, his sister-in-law at the time. So it was just like a bunch of women. And then some of them looked like him. So I was like, I think this looks like a family. I think it's a family photo. I'll ask. I'll ask that question. But it was like, I didn't have to ask about his Christianity. I didn't have to ask about his non-negotiable that yes. was already out of the way. So he had a chance. And yeah. you're like, okay, finally. Like, and what I loved about this too is that, um, and I say this to women too, and to guys, but a lot we are driven by visuals right now in our current mm-hmm. culture. Like we really are. We have so much media and entertainment and just things that are like we are driven by visuals. And we that's a whole different like podcast conversation. We've had some conversations about that. But I do think we need to be open to, I always say, can do you find this person attractive in some capacity? You know, like if that is your or we shouldn't just talk to the hot Christian guys either. Uh, and I say this to the uh, to the ladies, to the guys too. I mean, I do think a lot of guys are just waiting for their Victoria's Secret model, Bible woman, loving, stay-at-home mom. And I am like, <laughs> I mean, I'm so sorry, but this is a real thing, Gabrielle. And, oh, it's a real thing. It's a real thing for, for women to expect that out of a man too, that they yeah. need to be perfect looking. They need to be perfect doing. Right. When you need to find the perfect heart heart that matches your heart. And a lot of that deals with God. Yes. Like what is their character? You said earlier, like life non-negotiables versus like fun non-negotiables or, (laughs) you know, like funless versus lifeless. And like, truly, I actually say that you and I didn't even talk about that in advance, I don't think. But like, I say that too. It's like, what are your core character preferences? What are your need to have items versus fun to have items? Like fun to have, it's important to have some of those fun to have. But like we, we often make the height and what they look like and their body shape and all of that, the fun, more fun to have preference type things. We make that in uh, line as number one, as one of the things we look at if we're being real. And we just have to be able to, I don't blame anyone for that because we are culturally in a system where that it perpetuates doing that for so many things, you know? 
And so we just have to be aware of that and say, oh, is this person attractive in some capacity? What are their core values? And so I love that even with the little photo and the screen name, we're like, mm, don't know. Uh, you clicked no, through. No, it wasn't don't know. It was like, no way. <laughs> exactly. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh it was gosh. absolutely never. And I'm like, click on it because I'm tired and I don't know. I don't want to be like, you know, auditioning my soulmate anymore. So I'm just going to look at this profile. And I was like, wait a second. I actually read your profile and he, he told me later, he purposely put that don't bother messaging me if you're not a Christian thing in the middle of the profile as a test to see if women were reading profiles. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh yeah. Philip is a pearl in the field guys. Oh, I love it. Go, go it. read it. Go I read for those and pearls. I bet he even probably put that f picture first. The one that's like, you can't really see him that well too, to be like, are they actually going to click? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Kate, Kate, that he did that. You nailed it. That yeah. is another test. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, well, they actually click in to see man, girl, mm -hmm. that is so good. So mm -hmm. I also love another part of this is that, you also made the first move and you and I have talked about like, you know, I think as women, sometimes there's these expectations that like, we just kind of have to like wait for the guy to approach us and we can't do yes. anything. And, yes. you know, like I've said, I, in our conversation before I was talking about how I feel like the church does this a lot, but then you were also saying Disney does this. <laughs> tell, tell me about that. I mean, it's true. For, yeah. First of all, much love to Disney. We I'm so Disney. glad yes. I was able to, you know, use my sister-in-law now, her Disney Plus account. I totally asked for her password. <laughs> so I'm very grateful for Disney and everything it's given me. I want to use Disney as a sparkly, animated version of what women think they need to have in their life. And a lot of Disney princess, despite it not being like diverse in color, first of all, but not being diverse in when we were growing up, Kate. So like we, they, on Disney plus, they call it the Disney vault. So it's like Snow White, uh, Sleeping Beauty, um, Little Mermaid. And a lot of those narratives, Cinderella, a lot of those narratives is someday my prince will come. Versus what you see now, like Moana and you see uh, Tangled, you know, like there's a lot of like that narrative has changed. So, you know, thank you, Disney, for, you know, waking up and getting it. But when we grew up, a, a lot of stories are someday my prince will come. And when it comes to your career, when it comes to your family, you know, I, I, I feel like I was, I grew up, I was, I was brought up to stand up for myself. I was brought up to be a career woman. I was brought up to like, go, go explore the world. So why wasn't I doing that in my relationships? So I have always been like a two foot in person with other parts of my life. And I encourage women that with that power and empowerment that you do for your life and other parts of your career, why not in your relationships? So message first and like, and also women, I do, you know, Patty Stanger from yeah. Millionaire Matchmaker. Okay. Like Patty. I love that show. And I do love that she says, you know, women love to be romanced, you know, pursued, but there's nothing wrong with being clear that you are interested. Yes. Oh my gosh. We just need to take that line a hundred percent. That's what I say because it is true. Like you can be clear that you're interested. Today's day and age, we need to, we can throw a guy a bone. You know, we can throw do that. Throw them a bone. Let them know. And then we see what know. happens. You've got a green light. And then yes. see if they romance you. See if that works. See if those chemistry buttons also, you know, tap yes. in with, yes. with getting to know that person. 
of course, after you find out they're a Christian. Sorry, yes. that's true. No, yeah, all that. Exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> that's your jam. <laughs> I love it. So um, you met Philip and the rest is history. You ended up married. I mean, it's just amazing. Like you you got out of your comfort zone. You did something different. You changed what you were really looking for. And like, I'm just, I love to see how just the step-by-step process. And it's like, this this is the guy you ended up with, you know? It's like. and the, Yeah. And the last thing I'll say was when Philip did, you know, ask me out. He asked me formally and we met up and we got to know each other and we hung out and we went to museums and like dated in New York with our, you know, our careers, you know, being very demanding as well. I was so interested with my heart and so attracted to him that it bothered me that he was everything I had never dated. And it, it scared me, Kate, that it scared me so much that I went to therapy about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it, this kind of attractiveness and these pillars were all matching up that I got scared. So I encourage, you know, anyone that's listening to this, like when you do feel like it's working, you know, go and talk to people about that success too, because success is scary as well. People fear what is really good for them too. So that is also a, a roadblock. I think that happens a lot with dating or it's like, it's just too good for me. I don't deserve this. Or why is this working out? No, I, I went to therapist. I went to therapy for that. And it was a Christian therapist. And I was like, this is working. And why? <laughs> <laughs> why is it working so well? I don't understand. It's, yeah. When is, like, it go, just, when is the other shoe going to drop? Like something's going to happen. Like, you're yeah. Scared. And so like, I just want to say that also was a part of my journey to be like, here are my skeletons in my closet. Here are the things that I usually do. Here's my ego. Here is, you know, my materialistic things, but also like, here's my heart. And I, I never really exercised that muscle in dating. And it was, I'm so glad that I did. Philip is the man I never dated. And he is everything that I always ever needed. Mm. Oh my gosh, I love it. I hope he hears Aww. this. It's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, my thanks. gosh. <laughs> Uh, Gabrielle, this is so cool. I'm so thankful for just your heart and your story. And before we wrap this episode, I have to ask you the same question I ask every guest, which is what would be your final nugget of dating advice for the Heart of Dating listeners today? Get over yourself and get a therapist. (laughs) Amen. Oh my gosh. I love it. Thank you. I wrote it down just, I was like, I, I thought about it before because you gave me that question just to like, you know, yes. not be stammering the whole time. And I was like, is that too harsh? Nope. I'm that friend. You asked for my opinion. Right, that's what friend. it is. I'm asking your advice right now. Yes, girl. <laughs> Tell it how it is. No, oh my it, gosh. But also the last thing I'll say, other than that harsh reality of my honest opinion is, um, you know, change is good. Mm. Change is good. And the world is changing, which means also online dating is changing. and so embrace change. We're forced to right now. I mean, we are, if we are forced to do anything right now, it's to change how we live. So why not change how you date and why not give it a try? Even if it failed pre-pandemic, try it again because it was a good change for me and it changed my life. Yes. I've been saying this lately to your point. It's that nothing changes if nothing changes. Exactly. (laughs) And so just think about that, everyone. Nothing changes if nothing changes. If your dating life is not changing, it's maybe because you're not doing anything to change that. (laughs) You know? So we maybe just have to shake things up. Be open-minded. I love it. Gabrielle, this is incredible. If people want to connect with you, how can they do that? 
You can find me on Instagram at Gabrielle Ruiz, just my full name. That's where I'm the most active. And then also check out my podcast. It's a WAFF podcast on Instagram as well. WAF podcast, what are friends for? We have weekly episodes. We also do monthly live shows that you can subscribe to on our Patreon and see video episodes as well that we would appreciate any support that we can get. Yes. I love Patreon. It's such a good community for creators. Oh, I it love is. That you guys it's are really that. good. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really awesome. We also, you know, donate uh, percentages of our earnings to organizations that we truly believe in. Yes. And it's a really good way to keep us in check too. Yeah. That's beautiful. Girl, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for, despite the hot heat, coming on the podcast, <laughs> getting, getting real with me and bringing just your honest heart and your story. I am so encouraged. I'm, I'm just so excited. Oh, well, thank you for letting me share. And thanks for everyone for listening and maybe taking my advice. Yes. Now everyone has to get online right now after this episode. <laughs> Do it now. Do it right now. Do it now. Be open. Be devious like <laughs> Philip. <laughs> I just love Gabrielle. And that conversation was so much fun. Friends, I really hope your mind and perspective is open to online dating. I believe wholeheartedly God loves online dating. Do people misuse the apps? Of course. Does that mean that all apps are bad or they're only bad quality people that are not Christians on the apps? Absolutely not. Gabrielle and her husband, Philip, are one amazing seller example of this. Friends, there are actually good Christians online. And don't forget, 35% of Christians do meet online. I get it. Maybe you went through some hard things in your past. That's okay. Take a break, heal from whatever those things are, and when you're ready, get back online. I really see it as an incredible opportunity to meet more people and expand your reach in this current season. All right, friends, that's it for today. Love you guys as always, and I will see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 